0: What's up, everyone? You are listening to the Scoop and Score podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Herbert. We've done top quarterbacks. We've done top running backs. Now we are to top ten wide receivers and tight ends. Uh, To join me, I've got a loyal co-host, Cole Reha. What's going on, Reha? Oh, not too much. Trying to survive the heat. How are you? Yeah, it's been rough. I'm doing well, too. Uh, And also, first time in the studio, Dalton Grobe. How's it going, Dalton? Yeah. Good, how are you? I'm doing just fine. Uh, Dalton, how does it feel to be in the studio?
1: It's wild, actually being here. I've always done it over the phone, so it's nice to actually get in person.
0: Yeah, does it live to everything that uh, you hope for?
1: Meets all expectations. Love it. Love to
0: hear it. Uh, before we get into our lists, um, all three of us have uh, done lists. We are going over some sports news and what's bigger sports news than the Olympics? Uh, the Olympics have concluded. Uh, USA, USA, USA. Okay. Uh, <laughs> get the most gold, get the most medals. Uh, did you guys watch any of the Olympics?
2: Not too much. I tried to watch when I could, but it's kind of hard keeping up with everything, I think. There's I, a lot a lot going on, and
0: then the time change, there's a lot going on when we're supposed to be sleeping, so... Yeah, the,
2: really the only one, like, I paid close attention to was probably the basketball. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys. Oh, I was the same That's way. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't voice.
1: watch much else other than basketball.
2: Yeah, I stayed
0: up a couple of nights to watch. Uh, I watched... USA versus Spain, USA versus Australia, and then I forgot that USA was playing France for the gold, but
1: glad they got it. There were some, uh, some of those events are like ridiculous. They're like uh, speed walking? Yeah. Yes, it's, it, watching them, it looks like they have to take a dump every time they start really getting going.
2: Yeah, I don't understand. How do you like monitor that? Like, they're not jogging. He's got to, it's weird.
1: You got to keep, like, one foot on the ground at all times. It looks like soccer, like they red-card like red them when they're getting too fast or, like, when it looks like they're picking up their feet more than they should. Yeah. Really? The legs are no. broken, I think.
2: Huh. Fucking, it just looks like they're all <laughs> over the place. I don't know.
0: And then uh, what were some of the other new, like, events? Like, skateboarding, uh, just...
1: Baseball came back.
0: Baseball. Three-on-three um, three basketball. Three-on-three three basketball. Ooh, I didn't know a single person for our team. I think you told me one. Yeah. That I may have known, but, yeah, other than that, yeah, I didn't watch too much Olympics this year either, but, hey, there's always in three years. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, in sports news, um, last time we recorded this was, like, July 2030th or something like that, right after the NBA draft, so uh, we haven't touched on free agency at all. Uh, Dalton, me and you have had a lot of conversations about free agency. Uh, what did you think about the moves? Any teams either stay or stay relevant, uh, jolt up to be contenders, or totally just blew their team?
1: Uh, you want specifically? Which teams, I think? Or oh, most sure. overall? Sure, just overall, specifically, it's up to you. Overall, I think it was not that crazy of a free agency. I wouldn't say. Um, you had a few big names moving, like DeRozan and um, Westbrook, obviously. But other than that, nothing yeah. really too nothing too crazy. Yeah. Um. I mean,
0: yeah, you uh, touched on some, Russell Westbrook going to the Lakers, and then they added like Trevor Ariza, Carmelo Anthony, um, a bunch of other veterans, and re-signed Horton Tucker, which I thought was huge. Um, The LA Seniors. The LA Seniors. (laughs) Uh, Reha, with those moves being made, do you see Lakers as the top contender, or do you still see it as like Nets, Bucks, one of those teams? I
2: think the Lakers have the potential to be, you know, the top team. I think it's just if all those guys gel together. Uh, I mean, if the shooters hit their shots, then I think they'll be fine. But another thing you got to watch out for is, like, injuries too. Mm-hmm. Those old folks. Because, I mean, that could be a problem potentially. I mean, I hope it's not, but yeah. you got to monitor that, I think. But all in all, I think they did the best they could. Yeah. Um,
0: and then also a team that I was, like, I'm pretty hyped for is the Chicago Bulls. They uh, traded for Alonzo Ball. They got Tamar DeRozan. They still have Zach Levine and uh, Nick Luchvick. And young they, bucks too. they, they got um, Alex Caruso. So uh, are you excited about the Bulls at all, Dalton?
1: Yeah, I like the moves they made. I think they, overall, I think they have a young team. So, I mean, they're only going to get better from here. Kobe White, Lori mm-hmm. Markman. um I think those would be essential
0: pieces, along with DeRozan and uh, Lonzo. So. Okay. And, uh, Re- or, yeah, Reha, uh, you think Zach Levine's going to be a star. Like, this is only the beginning of him uh, going to stardom. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this exactly what the Bulls needed to put more talent, talent around him and finally get him into the playoffs because he has turned into a go-to scorer that could score from anywhere so what what was your thoughts about it
2: yeah i mean i thought they made the perfect moves for him you know they want to build around him be that guy which i think he can i mean you saw last year he could hit the three now Mm -hmm. Uh, he can go for 50 any given night you know i think he just has to take that next step you know i think he will but it might be fun to watch you know yeah for sure. Um,
0: and then also some big moves being made was uh, the Miami Heat. Uh, they traded for Kyle Lowry. They re-signed Jimmy Butler to a huge deal. Ridiculous. Ridiculous deal. <laughs> um, they re-signed Duncan Robinson to a big deal. I think oh, they uh, signed P.J. Tucker. Um, is this a team that you think could do well? I mean, they came off of a sweep to the Bucks bench champion but uh i mean what are your kind of thoughts real yeah i think they'll do
2: well uh still got tyler hero too coming off the bench i think that guy's solid there's gonna be solid i like him (laughs) but you know i like the pieces they added they needed i mean they had good point guard play with drogic and kendrick nunn but nothing like what kyle lowry can give them Mm -hmm. i think that might give them the next step i know they declined last year a lot after making the finals
0: yeah yeah, it seemed like the two teams that made the finals made the biggest drop. And who knows if that's like a quick turnaround going into the next season or what. But
1: Kendrick Nunn moved on. To the Lakers. Yeah. And one of their – one of four guys that's under the age of 32 on the roster. <laughs> that's an actual stat. Gordon hey, Tucker,
0: like- Kendrick Nunn. You said 32? Yep. Davis. Davis. Oh, yeah. And then I don't know who else. Old Wayne Ellington, he's like 33. He's
2: 32. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he 32. was the
1: Last one, 32. I don't know who the other guy. Malik Monk. Oh, mm-hmm. uh,
2: nice. That was another good signing too. They had, I thought. I did like that signing.
0: We got him for
1: very good price. I didn't think. I think their offensive power went up pretty well, but I think overall, I think they got worse on defense. I'd
0: say. Yeah, we definitely don't have the wing defenders like we did with Caruso, KCP, um, stuff like that, but. Uh, getting Dwight Howard back, still have Anthony Davis, Mark Gasol, all guys that are Defensive Player of the Year. Well, Howard and Gasol, not as much anymore, but they used to be. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, but, yeah, any other free agency moves that you want to talk about? Not that I could think of, but did you guys think it was weird how much money some of these guys were going for?
1: Like Jimmy Butler, we, the one we just touched on, he, I think – Almost every year of the deal is about forty-five million, mm-hmm. and then I think towards the end of it, I think he's getting paid about fifty-one million for his last year there. Oh, that's just crazy. That's but, what staff's
2: making. Yeah. Then there's guys like. Um, well, let's Reggie use, Bullock went for quite a bit of money in the Mavs, which I thought was weird. Let's use Duncan Robinson. As yeah, example. yeah. He's getting a four-year, like 90, ninety. Yeah, ninety mil. That's insane. <laughs> Doug McDermott went for three years, forty-seven mil, I think. Yeah, like, that's a
1: fucking lot for him. It seems like.
2: Uh, I don't know what the.
1: I'm surprised the Lakers were able to get Taylor and Horton Tucker because they did, they paid him a decent-sized contract. He's getting paid almost eleven million a year.
0: Yeah, and uh, Rio, you were telling me that uh, Eastern GM was talking about like he'd give Horton Tucker a max attention. Where was that guy at? He's just trying to build up the price for Horton Tucker, <laughs> bastard. <laughs> but yeah, it's. I mean, you did tell me that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They want, I want to anonymous, make sure I wasn't making that
2: up. NBA executive <laughs> said, if he he could see Horton Tucker going for a max. Yeah, that's insane.
0: <laughs> Luckily, we got him back pretty cheaply for three years, like because the potential. I I don't think we've even really seen it yet. He's only twenty years old still. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, what What did you think of Andre Drummond going to the 76ers?
3: Um.
2: He'll be a good role player there if he can accept his role. Is that gonna be his <laughs> new He's fucking
1: trash. Is that gonna be his <laughs> new thing
0: now? Kind of ring chasing, taking taking
2: minimum deals and like kinda good I can see, I can see him. He's kinda on the
1: Boogie Cousins boat now. Well, He's kinda this The NBA game is moving away from those kind of bigs' play styles, so they don't, don't tell you really that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry, Joe. They're, they're moving away from that playstyle. That's why you see all these big all these bigs that used to be prominent forces in the NBA starting to take lower and lower deals just because they don't have as much use for them anymore. They, they can get a guy like Laurie Markman to play center and still be able to go out and guard and shoot threes. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: It's like they don't buy into their roles either. You know yeah.
2: what I mean? Like Gobert bought into his role. He's just a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. They don't rely on him to score.
0: Yeah, he, he does oops, he'll get an offensive rebound, kick back out. Yeah, But these bigs that can't handle the ball or shoot, I mean, we're not going to need them anymore.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, If we got nothing else, to, and we might have forgotten some names, but that'll happen. I didn't write anything down. Uh, (laughs) We'll get into our top 10 wide receiver list. Uh, We set it for quarterbacks and running backs. This is a projected rankings for the 21-22 season, so Uh I'm not going to put a guy like Julio Jones, even though he has had a better career, over a guy like Justin Jefferson, because... It, it doesn't make sense for the upcoming season. Uh, stats are probably most people's main factor, uh, but like, like we said in uh, quarterbacks and running backs, this is not for fantasy. We are taking PPR uh, into effect. It's mostly about
2: opportunity, skill, and uh, production. So what, what,
1: are you, what are you guys basing yours on?
2: I just, I kind of took everything. Like, I went who I think is probably the best receiver still in the league, mm-hmm. and okay. then kind of some stats kind of mixed it
1: all together i did kind of that and then i also added in like value like how much value do they p- provide to their team like yeah somebody like Devonte adams is going to provide more value to his team than a, like a julio jones of tennessee would yeah,
3: yeah. yeah.
0: and then like um tyree Hill, he's not gonna have a bunch of catches but the value of him opening up the field and stuff like that is uh pretty high so He's pretty high on my list. Uh, let's start it off with uh, number one. I'll go first. I have Devontae Adams, of course. Uh, with Aaron Rodgers back, Adams seems like a no-brainer to me. Um, I mean, he, he's going to have another unbelievable season. Uh, Aaron loves him, and he's a big red zone target. So, I don't... Obviously, there are scenarios where he wouldn't be number one, but he's, he's my
2: clear-cut number one. Uh, what did you have, Reha? Uh, I actually had Hopkins as my number one. Oh! But, you know, Adams, He's I could easily had him as my number one. I mean, I debated it. Uh, obviously, Adams is a huge part of that team. He's Aaron Rodgers' main guy. But I just think, like, Hopkins' talent is just crazy. I know he's been with Kyler Murray, kind of some bumps in the road. Mm-hmm. But I think if Kyler takes a step forward, then... I think Hawkins
1: will blow up this year. Okay, I like that. Uh, Dalton. Devontae Adams. All right. Uh, This is kind of where I was bringing up the value added in a receiver just because, I mean, he provides the most value that I see to his team. Um, Not sure if he can replicate quite what he did in 2020 just because of 18 touchdown passes. Yeah, it's it's a lot. A lot, yeah. Uh, Yeah. with like 1,300 yards receiving so I mean it all depends on who's throwing him the ball to and I, I'm sure it'll be Rodgers but is his heart really there anymore?
0: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, let's go to number two Stefan Diggs. For me, uh, I underestimated Diggs when he went from the Vikings to the Bills and Allen took a big step and Diggs was a big part of it. Apparently he just needed a number one wide receiver. Uh, added another offseason with Josh Allen. Um, they replaced John Brown with Emmanuel Sanders, who's an old ass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I could definitely see Diggs popping off again and um, possibly leading the league in receiving yards again. Uh, what was your number two?
2: Dante Adams. I mean, okay. you guys covered it. I mean, he's so crucial, that offense, and even Aaron Rodgers' success. Has a lot to do with Adams too, I think.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dalton. I had Stephon Diggs. All right, talk about him. So, I almost debated putting him number one mm-hmm. because of what I thought he meant to his team. Um, yeah, of course, leading the league in receptions when they de- or in receiving yards when they didn't have near what they had before him. So, I mean, I think that he really helped. Turn that franchise around or in the right direction. Yeah, along with Josh Allen, so yeah, that's why I have him at my two spot.
0: Okay,
1: I like it. Uh, number three, Tyreek Hill.
0: Uh, Hill, everyone knows Hill's an absolute stud, faster than everyone in the league, um, and I'm expecting another big year. Could the improved offensive of line mean that like, Mahomes has more like time for him to develop in a route, maybe get down uh, field? Down more uh, downfield, and uh, if like Mahomes is scrambling, he's gonna know where Tyreek is. So I think Tyreek definitely has the opportunity to uh, be the number one wide receiver uh, this year. Uh, And will Mahomes get him the ball? Probably. Yeah.
2: So, uh, Reha, was what was your number three? I had Diggs at number three. I mean, you guys both touched on it again, and he came in there and lit it up. I mean, I think also Josh Allen's success, I don't think he would have done that without Diggs. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I underestimated that trade a lot, but really it a win-win trade for both teams, and you know, Diggs showed out. Yeah, what What do you think would have been a
0: better um, scenario, that Bills get Justin Jefferson and Vikings
2: keep bond Diggs, or is it perfect the way it is? I think it's perfect the way it is because Jefferson got to go to Minnesota with someone like Thielen to mm-hmm. like, kind of take some of the pressure off. He, he just filled right into Stephon's role. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Uh, Dalton, you're number three.
0: Um,
1: DeAndre Hopkins.
0: All right, talk a little bit about him.
1: So, I thought that he was... When I compare what I think that their season will be for 2021 compared to last year, I think that they'll have a much better offense than they did last year. Um, Another year of experience for Kyler Murray. Um, Added a couple more pieces along the offense. So, I, I think that it can only get better and he will be their leading receiver, so Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um I'll just ride off of that with
0: uh he is my number four too. Uh probably is it is it alright to say he's the most talented wide receiver in the league. Anyone opposed to that? I don't think so, no. Okay, Most talented wide receiver in the league um, And you touched on it Another year with Kyler Murray Another year in Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury's system um, I do kind of worry about like The other targets that they're going to have With A.J. Green, Rondell Moore uh, Stuff like that But everyone knows Hopkins a beast And what he means for the team So
1: he's I happy. think that just kind of helps fade the heat from him That's true too uh,
2: Reha, you're number 4
1: uh, Tyreek Hill Dude's electric. <laughs> you yeah. got Mahomes
2: throwing you the ball at that kind of speed. I mean, oh, man. He's so good.
0: Is there any fear that anyone else could step up in the wide receiver thing that maybe take away? Because, I mean, they still do have Nicole Hardman, who a lot of people, like, what if he's the next Tyreek yeah. Kill? Or um, Demarcus Robinson? Denard Robinson? Uh, Demarcus, I think. Okay, yeah. Um, he's a quality wide receiver and stuff
2: like that. Do you have any worries that maybe – he gets his role reduced at all. I, mean, I could see touches maybe going down, but I still think that like big play potential is always going to be there. I, I mean, mean, he's efficient as shit. Yeah. Shade, but yeah. You know. uh, then you're number four.
1: I also had Tyreek Hill. All right. You have anything to add to uh, basically everything he said? Um, when you have the best passing offense in the league, your top receiver will crack the top five every time. So that's a fair point. I think that he only. They know how good they can be. So we'll yep. see what happens. That's a fair, fair point.
0: Uh, let's go to number five. I had AJ Brown. Yeah. Uh, AJ Brown is showing he is leading the charge for the best young wide receivers. Um, I think Julio will help with him getting open, and he's a guy that can do it after the catch. Um, so not being double teamed is definitely an advantage for him. Uh, dude can do crazy things with limited amount of targets, so I don't think that's an issue at all either. Um, yeah, I think A.J. Brown's just crazy talented. So I put him as my number five. What about you, Riha I had A.J. Brown as well.
2: Hell yeah! And I think he's obviously he's put up two great seasons his first two years. And I think it's only to get better. I mean, he's been in the top five in a lot of. Not like top stat categories, but kind of weird categories like uh, like run, run after catch, um, yards per target, yeah, stuff like that. And you know they say like his route running, and I mean he's a complete package. He really is. He's like he's like a George Kittle at wide receiver, can break tackles, yards after the catch, stuff like that. With that being said, though, Tannehill's still got to keep it up. I mean, I know Tannehill's had some good years, but. I, don't, I still think he needs to prove a little bit more to me.
0: Yeah, I could
1: see that. Uh, I have him farther down on my list for that exact reason. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, who was your number five? My number five is actually, I think, probably the most underrated receiver in the league. Can I guess it? You can go ahead, but I don't think you'll be get it right. Keenan Allen. No, Allen uh, Robinson. Oh, okay. I like it. Uh, I just think with last three years of having Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles throwing to him, and he's finally got a decent young potential star. Mm-hmm. Um, are throwing to him now. So I, I think he amassed 1,200 1, yards last season with the clusterfuck that was Chicago. Yeah. So, I mean. Hey, they made the playoffs. <laughs> Shout out, Twink. <laughs> But yeah, I think that it can. I think that he can be a top five receiver for sure.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, a guy Darnell Mooney is going to take some pressure off of him too, because I think he's going to be very good. Um, and I'm just going to piggyback off yours because my number six is Allen Robinson. Um, like you're saying, with the uh, quarterback, had Foles, Mitch Trubisky, Blake Bortles, even if Fields does not touch the field this year. I still think the Red Rocket is the best quarterback he's ever played with. And, um, <laughs> you like that? <laughs> and uh, Robinson will be getting a lot of targets, especially since Andre Miller uh, got traded away, and Cohen's still potentially not ready to get back.
1: So, yeah, I think Alan Robinson has a big leaky said, Dalton. They've, had, they've been a pretty run-heavy offense, but uh, it'll be interesting to see with a – a way different quarterback in the room mm-hmm. what they'll decide to do. Yeah. Um, Ria, what's your number six? I had Allen Robinson. Hey, hey let's go guys. We're on board here.
2: Um, I know it's not about fantasy, but I just look at it like, so every fantasy draft I have, I always pass on him. I'm like, I don't want him. But he always is productive. Yeah. I mean, I mean he's just so underrated people like take it for granted. Yeah, and he's like not even like a big play
0: or a big game type of guy, but he'll consistently get 90 yards, Probably a touchdown. Yeah. I I agree with Dalton. He might be the most underrated wide receiver in the league. That's a good call, Dalton. For sure. (laughs) Um, Okay, yeah, you're number six now, Dalton. Alan
1: Robinson. I
0: thought that was your number
1: five. (laughs) I just thought I'd keep it going. Oh. (laughs) Um, Justin Jefferson. Okay, I like it. Talk a little bit about him. So I think... Adam Thielen is starting to get a little bit older. Um, He's still not super old yet, but he's older. Um, I think that he eventually will start to dip in production, and that's where I see... I mean, Justin Jefferson's shown flashes of absolute stardom, so um, I definitely would put him up there. What would you say?
2: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, he's electric. I mean, last year he put up some crazy... He had some crazy games with Kirk Cousins throwing the ball. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you there. So do I. Um,
0: All right, so my number seven is Terry McLaurin. Uh, This is the year Scary Terry goes off from being very good to elite. Uh, he has a quarterback that's a gunslinger. Uh, loves targeting the number one wide receiver. He's done it with Mike Evans in Tampa Bay. He's done it with Devontae Parker in Miami. did it with Brandon Marshall at the Jets. I think uh, McLaurin's going to uh, have a big year if history repeats itself. And um, obviously the quarterback, even though Ryan Fitzpatrick's super fucking old, I think he's an upgrade from every quarterback that McLaurin's had, so I'm excited to take him. Um...
2: Riha, what's your number seven? Calvin Ridley. Ooh, all right. Talk about him. I mean, last year, start of the year, put up some pretty crazy stats. Mm-hmm. Now Julio's out of the building, so I think he's going to take over that number one role. Well, obviously he is, but I think he's going to excel in it, you know, being the main guy. I do have questions about, you know, like Matt Ryan throwing the ball, but I think <laughs> in a new offense, you know, it kind of will rejuvenate him a little bit. But I think Ridley will put up pretty crazy numbers this year. Do, does it worry you at all, like, Ridley – When he gets, like, those big
0: touchdown, like, streaks and stuff, that's with Julio, like, in the game. Like,
2: do you worry about Ridley being the guy now? I don't think so. I mean, you're right with that. But I think Ridley's too talented, you know, not to make big plays.
0: Who do you think's more talented? And this isn't, like, right now. This is, like, who has the highest ceiling? Um, Ridley or Jerry Judy? Ridley, I'd say for sure. All right. Uh, Dalton, you're number
1: seven. A.J. Brown. All right. You want to add anything to him? Uh, you guys hit it pretty on earlier. The only reason I'm putting him lower is I'm still not on the hill train. I still think that he, at any given point, will break down and will not be what we've seen from him as of late.
0: Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, number eight, I had Justin Jefferson. Um, you talked about... bit about adult um he had a crazy rookie year uh has everyone excited about Jefferson but I kind of worry about targets in a run heavy offense um with guys like Thielen although it does look like he is declining still is probably going to get some targets because that's Cousins dude and then Herb Smith is a little bit more of a receiving tight end than Kyle Rudolph was um I know Justin Jefferson's super talented and stuff uh I just couldn't uh, put up any higher than that as of right now. Um, Reha, what's your number eight?
2: So my number eight, I had Michael Thomas. All right. I know last year is kind of a bust of the year. He had all those injuries, and Breeze is gone. But I just think, like, the seasons he had before then, I, I couldn't leave him out of the top ten. And there's some guys I could have put in, but I just think, you know, if he does come back and gets healthy, because I know he's hurt right now, mm-hmm. but I think it'll be huge for whoever's quarterback there. I don't know if it's Jameis or if it'll be Taysom Hill. But just, like, his route running, like, he's going to get open.
0: Yeah, and that's a good point. Um, I'm glad you put that one in there because it emphasizes, like, it's not about overall stats. It's about kind of um, your role on the team, how much you mean to the team. And Michael Thomas is needed on that Saints because their second wide receiver is Traquan Smith, right? I, and so. he's I hurt. couldn't even name four Sears on that team. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely uh, going to need to be a huge part of that offense uh, when or if he comes back, because he's having some disagreement with the Saints, too. Yeah, that, too. I mean,
2: hell, he could move on to a different team if they trained him. That'd be nuts.
0: He's
1: going to Tampa Bay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number eight for you, Dalton. Michael Thomas.
2: Okay. Hell
1: yeah. So, kind of going down rabbit trail here. Uh, Rabbit hole. Uh, But to go off of what you said about him and the Saints having a disagreement right now I think it stems from the fact that last year when he had when his ankle was hurt um they wanted him to go right then there and um get his surgery done so that he would be ready and healthy for the next season he didn't elect for that he waited it out and wanted a second opinion mm-hmm. um tried just doing therapy for a while and it didn't help so then in I think it was when was that June yeah I think June he went and got the surgery done yeah and so now they're expecting him to at least miss a full month of the season yeah at the start of the season so I think that they're pretty pissed off at him for not taking their advice to begin with so um, but I mean As far as value to that team, he provides second to none. Um, I don't think that there's any wide receiver that means more to his team currently than Michael Thomas does to the Saints, especially with the question mark that they have at quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I I, agree with that. I definitely agree with that. What a good – Good takes by
0: Dalton Grove. First time in the studio. It needs to happen more. His brain is juicing. Uh, <laughs> n- number nine for me. Juicing. Dalton, you're going to like this. Keenan Allen. Uh, Allen has, is uh, Herbert's go-to guy. Uh, I don't see th- things changing. He's going to get open. He's going to get targets. And he's going to get yards. Like That's basically what you need to know about Keenan Allen. As long as he can stay healthy, I don't think... I don't think there's any other like really big options for Herbert. Obviously, you have Eckler coming out of the backfield and stuff. But if Herbert takes another step, starts throwing it more downfield, I think Keen Allen's going to definitely um,
1: definitely going to help with that. And then maybe Mike Williams. Mike, Mike Williams there off and on, but from what I've heard during camp, he hasn't really impressed all that much. Hmm. Um, and then outside of that, they don't have Hunter Henry anymore. So. But they do have a more vertical threat tight end, right? Jared Cook. Yeah. So And he did play in Joe Lombardi's scheme with the Saints. Uh, so, I mean, he knows. He, and I think in that, when he went down there his last season with the Saints and Joe Lombardi, Jared Cook caught nine touchdown passes. Okay. So, I mean, it was a pretty decent season for him. So.
0: All right, you already it here first. Don's calling that Justin Herbert looks like Drew Brees this year. Uh, <laughs> but Keion Allen is my number nine. Uh, Reha, what about you? I had DK Metcalf. All right, it's fucking electric. Uh, he he makes me feel terrible about myself.
2: <laughs> yeah, that dude's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think like I know he hasn't been the most consistent, but like he's got huge playability. I think you know his route running was way better last year than it was his first year. Mm-hmm. I think if he continues to improve that, and if they protect Russell Wilson. You know, I think he can have a huge year.
0: Yeah. Do you worry about uh, Lockett being any more involved in the offense? They I think that drafted a wide receiver, and then they um, they got Gerald Everett in free agency. Do you think that all helps him, or do you think that might hurt him a little bit? I think it'll help
2: him. You know, in okay. the long run. But I also think like if Seattle protected Wilson and he continued to put up those numbers, you know, at the start of last year, I could have DK in the top five. Yeah, I like think he's that talented, but I don't know, just kind of offense worries me. went yeah. downhill. Yeah, it just kind of
0: worries me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you're number nine, Dalton. Keenan
1: Allen. All right, you want to talk a little bit more about him or? Um, pretty much everything you said, you hit it pretty spot on. But uh, I just add that I think that um, a lot off of outside of Keenan Allen, I think there's a. Monstrous drop off in talent. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, you have guys that were barely questionable threes last year. So you got like Tyron Johnson, Jalen Guyton, um, and then Mike Williams is their closest to him. Yeah. So, and I mean, in in this offense, it it'll really depend on if they decide to run as much. Um, but I think that Keenan Allen still has that dependability factor he's been healthy for the last couple seasons so he's racked up some decent yardage and
0: he kind of always been
1: consistent he
0: kind of reminds me of uh travis kelsey like always there uh whenever like the quarterback needs helped out with uh he's the third down option when they need a first down like just dependable reliable everything Mm -hmm um let's go to number 10 iidk Metcalf as well obviously a beast a ripped animal um i like everything that you said about him that he's he's uh if russell wilson is allowed to cook too i still think he uh will have a big year again hopefully without the slumps hopefully that seattle offense keeps it going uh all 17 games but the only thing i worry about Carroll getting run heavy. Maybe yeah. Lockett keeps producing, maybe even takes the step forward because Lockett's kind of inconsistent too. Yeah. So uh, maybe more game, big games go Lockett way now that DK is getting noticed more and then just some new additions this offseason. But uh, Metcalf's probably, he, he's going to have still a big year, probably a thousand yard season year. Um, but that's why he's my number. 10, and it was it was hard. Number yeah, 10 was hard. hard. I got a lot of honorable
2: mentions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do too. I think I have four. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> uh, Rhea, you're number 10. I had Terrell Owens. I mean, that dude's fucking... <laughs> <laughs> he's going to the Saints. <laughs> no, but I don't know if we can do this, but I had two. Is that alright? Yeah. Alright. So first, I'll just say Julio. Okay. I just, you know, I gotta respect him a little bit. I mean, he's still fucking good. Mm-hmm. But, you know... You know how it is. You know, he's in that team with Derrick Henry and AJ Brown now, so I don't think he'll get numbers. I think he'll mean a lot to him, but not as much as he met. you know, years past, like the Falcons. Yeah. But then the other one I had is Keenan Allen. Okay. I mean, he's been a go-to guy for the Chargers for a long time now, and he's severely underrated. I mean, he talks about how underrated he is even. Yeah. I mean, I just got to put some respect on his name too. All right, I changed my mind. You can only have one 10. Ooh.
1: Uh, I'll probably throw Keenan in. Okay. He was more of like a respect thing. <laughs> I like it. I think Keenan, up there with Allen Robinson, is one of the most underappreciated guys in the league okay. at the receiver position. Uh, What about your number 10, Dalton? My number 10 is Mike Evans. Okay. Talk a little bit about it. Uh, he did barely pass the 1,000-yard mark last season, but he did haul in 13 touchdowns. So, I mean – with another year of chemistry with Tom Brady, I don't see it getting worse. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's not drastically old, so mm-hmm. um, I think he's still going to get all of his targets. Uh, as he normally would. Chris Godwin being there, I mean he he's going to take him down a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, he's not going to have Jameis so. years. <laughs> I still think that Mike Evans is better than Chris Godwin, so wow. I, I does he's even a guy that's kind of underrated too, forgotten about. Chris Godwin or like oh, okay. he's,
0: he's fucking really talented. Yeah, what is it? Nine thousand yard seasons every single year in his career. That's insane. Um, does it worry you at all? Like they've added Giovanni Bernard, uh, Gronk, and then OJ Howard missed a lot of last season. He's a big receiving weapon, and then uh, Antonio Brown kind of came in mid season last year. Do you worry like off season with them too? With Tom Brady,
1: maybe makes Mike. Evans a little bit less valuable. Um, I still think he's the number one option in that passing offense. Um, they're not a running offense. Um, Giovanni Pernard isn't by no means, uh, I would say, a threat to the opportunities Mike Evans has.
0: Okay. let well, that's right. Um, all right. So we're going to do a little bit of honorable mentions as well. Um, first off, my first honorable mention, I combined Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Uh, I... Didn't feel good putting them on the list. Basically, the question I asked you is there's so many options with Antonio Brown, Gronk, OJ, stuff like that, where I don't think they get great numbers. And um, and also, it seems like the value kind of went down for them. Like, I know they're crazy good athletes. They'd be great values on other teams. But if, like, Mike Evans went down or Chris Godwin, I think Antonio Brown would be a great guy to uh, fill in, and then you have Scotty Miller and stuff like that. So they have depth where I think that decreases their value. Obviously, they're still very good and stuff like that. Um, and then my other honorable mention was Calvin Ridley. He's a top target. I could definitely see him being in the top 10 at the end of the year, but I kind of need to see it. I'm taking the Joe approach. Yeah, i got to see it to believe it. Mm. Uh, Rihal, your
2: honorable mentions. All right, so... All to start off, I had Mike Evans. Okay. And you guys touched on that. Then I had Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. I really wanted to put him in the top ten. I just couldn't fit him. I mean I put him number seven. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like him a lot. Then I had Amari Cooper. Mm, yeah. Count wise, I think he's there. I don't know. CeeDee Lamb's probably gonna take away some of that. Yeah. And then I also had Justin Jefferson.
0: Okay. Um, do you think Cooper is going to be ready for week one? I heard, like, he might even get some snaps at the end of the preseason and stuff like that. See if that... It's his ankle, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'd be a big blow for the Cowboys offense if he's not there, because then C.D. Lamb's going to get focused. and It seems like it's going to be pass-heavy again, I feel like. I could see that. Because they have a lot of tight ends that are going to be, like, used. Dalton Scholl, Darwin, stuff like that. And then Gallup, I think pretty underrated wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not putting him up in the Keenan Allen and <laughs> yeah. Allen Robinson role, but then C D Lamb and then if they get Amari Cooper, I think that offense could be good again.
2: Yeah. And there's even, like, I didn't even put on honorable mentions, but someone like DJ Moore, who I think could take a huge step forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of just, I like him. On the fence about him. And of because Darnold is... Year, like kind of, well, he wasn't a bust, he just did perform.
0: Yeah. He's he still pretty productive season but I just not think his expectations were so high last year everyone's like Ooh. I think we had him in our top 10 last year yeah never forget that I had Juju number four I think <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dalton what's your honorable mentions
1: so in no in no certain order um, Mari Cooper Galvin Ridley Julio Jones and DK Metcalf I just think all those guys a um, couple young guys but I don't know Julio, I like what you said about Julio. It's more of a respect thing at this point because we know he's not going to get the targets that he had, but um, it'll be interesting to see kind of what role he fills into there. Yeah, it's he hard could be a red zone animal this year. I know he just lacks perfect.
2: touchdowns his career, but yeah, maybe, this I mean, is a
0: maybe he's, he's going to be the number two wide receiver. Do you think or do you think he'll still be in like that number one like? If you make a game plan like you got your number one wide receiver going like that, do you think that's him or do you think that's AJ?
2: That's tough. I know. I think Julio still, still can get it done. I still think mm-hmm. like he's got a couple of years. But I don't know, AJ Brown's so good too. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a good, uh, good problem to
0: have. It is a good problem to have, and then you got a truck behind you.
2: Yeah.
0: No. Um, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll get into top tight ends.
2: Uh, This is Jacob Herbert, the Scoop and Score podcast, and we're uh, back with tight ends. (laughs) Beautiful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, we are doing top ten tight ends. Um, We'll just get off the list. That's way better than what I thought you were (laughs) going to say. (laughs) And we're back. (laughs) Uh, We'll start off the list right away. we talked a little bit about it during the break. Uh, me and Rehaz is Travis Kelsey. Uh, I'll explain a little bit first. Uh, Kelsey has been at the top of the position for five-plus years now, um, and I don't think there's any reason besides injury that that wouldn't be the case. Dominate, he's got the best quarterback in the game. He, he, he's. I'm guessing he's going to be the number one tight end once again. I'm just waiting for that
2: year that he's going to regress and make me eat my words, but I don't think he'll be this year. No, he's just old reliable. I mean, he constantly puts up the numbers. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm always thinking, ah, he won't do that again, but it keeps doing it. I don't know his age. He's probably what 31. Yeah, I think that's there. exactly it. So I mean, he's getting old, but he's not, still not too old. We got Mahomes throwing the ball. I mean,
0: yeah, how how old, or how long did Antonio Gates
1: stay pretty good for, like age wise? Like pretty good for, because he stayed in the league till he was like freaking 40. Yeah. So. Uh, Pretty good-wise, I'd say probably started declining around age, like, 33,
0: 34. Okay. So, I mean, if that takes place, which I honestly don't know who's better career-wise, Travis Kelsey or Antonio Gates.
1: I'd say if both their careers were cut today, I'd say Antonio. I think that's just because I consider him probably the, one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Is he better than Gronk? Yeah, uh, yes, I would say so. At the peak, like... At The peak, I don't, I wouldn't say so, but I mean, gr- overall career, career. career was it's not near as long, yeah. Well, he's still in the league, Dalton. I know he, <laughs> he will never be what he used to be. He's well, taking a beating,
0: not not gonna I mean, brag or anything, but he did have two touchdowns at Super Bowl, so whatever.
2: And I had a bet on
0: that, actually. Dalton, you had a different number one
1: tight end. Yes, I had George Kittle. I'm part of me regrets putting him there, but part of me thinks yes, Kelsey is getting a little bit older. Um, that offense won't stay as good it has been forever. So I don't know. But on the on the flip side, of that I don't know that I can confidently put George Kittle there. I want because, to, dude. Just because he's got Trey Lance throwing him the ball. Who, who's gonna? I, I mean, I don't know. It, it, I want to feel confident, in it, but I'm just not.
0: Yeah, the only. Th- you're right. Um, Travis Kelsey could regress. Um, they could take a more run-heavy approach because they've gotten improved linemen um Kyle long joe thune all those guys that are pretty good run blockers so uh ceh could take a, a big uh, leap. i'm pretty sure dalton almost <laughs> threw up <laughs> um and but also the thing against kittle is there's a lot of weapons that are around the line of scrimmage too like is george kittle the best deep threat on that team, because Debo and Brandon Ayuk are kind of utility players, run after your catch, try and, like, get them on, like, bubbles, uh, hand the ball up behind the line of scrimmage, like, kind of like that. Um, and, Real I'm guessing you had George Kittle number two. Uh, what's kind of your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I think, like, honestly, I think a talent-wise, I think Kittle's better than Kelsey. Just the way he blocks. Like, Kelsey's a He's an block. overall better tight end. Yeah, and I even think, like, Pass catching, like Kittle's pretty electric when he gets mm. the ball. I mean, he's fat, like real fast for what you would think he'd be, you know. Mm-hmm. And also, like, can throw a hell of a stiff arm. He can. But what if
1: you put Kittle on the Chiefs? Yeah, that's a whole different ball game. <sighs> that is. I mean, I think he can. Could... Yeah, I think you put in, like yeah any, any of our top tens that we have here on the on the Chiefs, and I think that they would do astronomically better than where they're at now. Yes, um, agreed. And that's no knock to Kelsey. I mean, I, Kelsey's
2: he's still my number one. He's fantastic. He's great, but I don't know. I like Dalton putting Kittle one. I, I didn't have confidence to do it, but I respect it. Uh, was Kittle at your number, or
1: was Kelsey at your number two? He is. I mean, the more I think about it, he's a tight end one garnering wide receiver one targets. Yeah. Uh, He's led that team the last two to three seasons in targets, and I mean, and that's with a pretty stacked roster, so, I mean, yeah, I, his targets won't automatically fall off, so he will have the production, so that's why I have him at my number two, but not high enough to be one. Yeah, even with like,
0: even if Patrick Mahomes went down, like he's still the perfect guy to place with a backup QB. That that's gonna be his go-to guy. Kelsey's always gonna make it work. Like he's still gonna get mad production even if Mahomes isn't there, and that's not a knock to Mahomes either. Yeah, I know. Like you look at Alex
2: Smith, he still got his numbers mm-hmm. like well.
0: Uh, even when uh, Mahomes got injured this past year, and they had to use Chad Daniels, Chase Daniels, Chase Daniels. Chad Daniels, the comedian. Um, Chase Daniels used Kelsey fantastically, and yeah. Chase Daniels on the Chargers now. They're their backup quarterback. I wonder who's the good Chiefs backup guy. to have. Yeah. Who's the Chiefs backup then? Is it Matt Moore? Who is that uh, XFL guy
2: that they signed? I think it's a young guy, isn't it? Yeah, they did sign an XFL okay. guy. I know. It wasn't an... Ole Miss.
1: Yeah.
2: Played college Ole Miss. I can't. I can't remember his
0: name. Chad Jordan, Kelly. Jordan
2: something? Chad Kelly. Jordan Tamu or – Isn't that Chad Kelly? Oh, that was a cool tool backup Oh, okay. He was Ole Miss,
0: though. Nailed it. All right. Uh, my number two tight end was Darren Waller.
1: Um, answer goes to answer your guys' question, it's Chad Henney.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Oh, Okay. Um, Darren Waller is my number two tight end, uh, staying in the division here. Waller is in a great position to keep his great story going. Uh, with Henry Ruggs and John Brown on the outside making opening up the field, uh, I think the middle, middle is all Waller, and uh, I think he's going to have a really good year this year. Uh, and then I'll just piggyback off what you guys said. My number three is George Kittle. Kittle's a free— Oh, shit, you had Waller before Kittle. I did. Oh, God, I That's didn't funny. realize
1: that. <laughs> That's wild. I like it.
0: Uh Chittle is a freak, <laughs> great run after catch, uh, fantastic blocker, health has always been an issue for him, um, Midseason QB could, e- change could either hurt or help him, um, but yeah, talent alone, he gets top three, so, um, Rihal,
1: you're number three. I had uh, Darren Waller. All right. He's a... I had Waller, too, and we'll kind of just answer the question together.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's Aww. <laughs> he's, a, he's super talented. I think, you know, that offense, it might hinder him a little bit, but I think he has the potential, obviously, to be top three. I mean, he's put up great stats.
1: But he's also kind of a guy, like, he's almost more like a receiver than a tight end. Mm-hmm. But, I, I just read a stat that Waller had 51 more receptions than the, than the next closest Raider last season. Holy and shit. It, <laughs> that, that just speaks to how as their receiving group is honestly or how good Waller is. Uh, I think it speaks volumes in <laughs> their receiving room. Uh but yeah, uh, his production is yeah, definitely going to be there. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully
0: Ruggs takes a step. Hopefully um well, they have Hunter Renfro still back. They replace Tyro Williams with John Brown. Take that for what it is. I don't know if that's a <laughs> if that's a better production, worse, I don't know. Um and then they added Kenyon Drake who's a bit better at the receiving work than Josh Jacobs. So Darren Waller definitely could slip down to number three, but I feel Derek Carr's a guy
1: I want to root for, by the way. Yeah. You, just, you wanna tell us why? No, I'm just saying he's like criminally underrated, I feel like, and it's because most of his career I feel like he's I don't know. I, I don't like Ruby, so I don't either.
2: But I agree with that. That one year when he's healthy when they were like in the playoffs, he's like M V P candidate and he'd break his leg though or something. Yeah. but I mean, he had a hell of a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when um
0: Mari Cooper was still on the team. Who was that other wide receiver that just with a touchdown machine. I can't think of it right now.
2: I know, I know you're talking about. I just
0: can't, can't put my finger on it. My, the only name that's coming to mind is Anquan Bolden. I don't think that's it. Say that again? Another yeah.
1: receiver that
0: what? It, he, it was the number two wide receiver for that Raiders offense when he was like in his MVP thing. And he was like collecting touchdowns. Like He was a stud. And I'm pretty sure he was Crap late in free. his career. Crap Yeah, free. yeah. Yes, yeah, nice, Dalton. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, You guys had Darren Wall. Okay, so we're number four. Lost track there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had TJ Hawkinson, uh, two Iowa guys back-to-back. Hawkinson is in a prime spot to have a monster year. It usually takes tight ends some time to adjust to the NFL. I don't think Hawkinson has hit his prime yet. Um, And look at the guys around him. Like... I don't even know who the number – they got. They have Tyrell Williams. Uh, Tyrell Williams and uh, who's the guy? Uh, Rashad Perryman. Rashad Perryman. I think they have, like, that St. Brown from the Packers. It's not great. Uh, Hawkinson <laughs> should be – Hawkinson <laughs> might be able to uh, do what Darren Waller did last year, 51 receptions more than yeah. any other wide receiver. So
2: Hawkinson is my number four. Reha, what did you have? I had Hawkinson as well. All I mean, right. I think – He's put up two good years, but, I mean, obviously, he hasn't put up the stats we'd like to see.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But I think he'll take that jump. Like you said, it's hard for tight ends to adjust. I know he's been down there training with, like, Kittle and Rob Tanya all offseason. Jared Goff did, does use tight ends more than Matthew Stafford did, too. So That's true. That's why Eric Ebron was a bust. Yeah, that's another reason. He's a <laughs> top-ten tight end. He was shit. Um,
0: yeah, I'm interested to see, because... Jared Goff never gave us like an elite end, but there was also two good tight ends on that team. So I'm well, I mean, in, I'm Gerald,
1: Gerald Everett's absolute dog shit, and he made him look decent. So, how do you know he's dog shit? Well, I don't think he's good, but <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, you're number four. Uh, TJ Hawkinson. Oh, you have anything to add? Uh, you guys pretty much hit it on the head. So,
0: you see what he looks like now?
1: He's oh, awesome. Yeah, long like hair, long. I haven't seen a picture of him lately.
0: Uh, Rio, you want to pull that up for Dalton? Yeah, I
1: can.
2: Hoxton's uh, yeah. I mean, just like, you're talking
1: like a complete tight end.
0: Yeah, he's, another, guy. he's never going to be like um, Noah Fant, like the vertical threat he is. Both two not going to have
1: the stardom, but he will have the reliability that you, every good tight end you've ever seen. I don't know.
0: Uh, I'm going to go number five while you're looking that up. I have Mark Andrews. I think Baltimore is going to get a little bit more production from its wide receivers, but Andrews is still Lamar's guy. Uh, He's going to be great this season. Oh, my God.
1: Sorry, I just saw what he looked like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I think Mark Andrews is going to have a great year. Uh, He was Lamar's guy in the red zone, and I can't see that changing very much. Um, Reha, you're number five. I had Mark Andrews as well. All right, keeping it going. Uh, You have anything to add to I had Mark
2: Andrews as well. All right. <laughs> you guys can answer it together. No, I just think he's put up some good numbers through his career. He's been a go-to guy for Lamar. Huh. I think with getting more receivers in there, hopefully Lamar improves his passing. But I think that will open him up even more. So yeah. Maybe Lamar won't be forcing to him, but I think he'll get open more. So he could potentially get more touchdowns, more catches. Mm-hmm. Targets might go down, but yeah, production will
1: still be there, I think. Yeah, he's always looked for that big guy in the middle of the field if his scrambling doesn't work out. So, I mean, I think that Mark Andrews is a is a good fit in that offense. Yeah. And he'll definitely garner attention.
2: Yeah. Hawkinson's
1: also rocking a visor in camp, so that could add to his potential. Dude go sl- beast mode. Dude slays pussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I'll go to my number six, uh, Dallas Goddard. Uh, Ertz is still on the team. Um, but I feel like it's just a feeling in the building, like the Eagles building that Goddard is the guy um, and with limited passing options, I mean, they got Devontae Smith, but did they, uh, Jalen Rager, I guess, coming back from a year where he didn't play much as a rookie but Goddard just seems to have the tools to be a great receiving tight end and um, this is a chance to be the new Ertz
2: uh, what was your pick? I got it as well. He's kind of same same brain. I know he's kind of taken a beat to hurts all these years, but I think the talent's there. I
1: think they realize that. Breakout hmm. uh, year, I think.
3: All right,
1: Dalton. I am not as high on him as you guys are. Uh, not near as high. Uh, I'm gonna be honest, he's not even in my top ten. Oh, what? Yeah. But my number six pick is Kyle Pitts. All right. Talk a little bit about him. I just love his potential. He's the highest tight end drafted in the common era for the like since they've been hosting this. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, yeah, I I loved watching his highlights and everything, and I think he's the complete package as far as what you're looking for in a tight end. I mean... I think he's a general, generational talent.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you on that. Um, and I like the spot that you put him, number six. I had him at number seven. i uh, I'm not. A lot of guys are like, let, let's compare this to fantasy. He's going pretty damn high, like close to Kelsey, Waller, and Kittle because of all the hype. I'm not there yet. I still think tight ends, it's very hard to adjust to the NFL and stuff like that, but... People are comparing him to like Calvin Johnson more than any tight end, so who knows if the same things apply to him. So he's a wide
1: receiver and tight end body for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I am excited to see Pitts though this year, and um, luckily he gets like Matt Ryan his first couple of years, so hopefully that helps with the change
2: too. Yeah, he's a veteran quarterback, smart one mm-hmm. coming there. What was your number seven? Jonu Smith. All right, let's go. He's another guy. I think he's electric, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, He showed flashes last year. Some pretty big games. Also was non-existent in some games. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: I think going up to uh, New England, Belichick and McDaniels, they know how to use the guys they have. And the Patriots desperately need passing help. So I think he could be that main guy for Cam
1: Newton. Because you know Cam Newton likes to use the tight ends.
0: Or Mac Jones.
1: Well, (laughs) we'll cross that bridge there. (laughs) Yeah, they better hope for Mac Jones because freaking Cam Newton, I don't even know if he'd be able to get him the ball. He <laughs> had like 177 pass yards per game last year, which is terrible. Yeah.
0: You, you think that's bad. Look up <laughs> at his total passing touchdowns. Yeah. I think, well, I think it's less than 10. He had more rushing touchdowns. He did almost set the yeah.
2: rushing touchdown record for quarterback last year. That's fair. But –
1: but yeah, You can't uh, do that again. Yeah. <laughs> if the if the receiving room there in New England wants to be recognized, then they are pulling for Mac Jones to
0: be the quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I, I do like uh, the John O. Smith one. I was super hyped when he got signed, and then they signed Hunter Henry. I was like, well, that's going to be a clusterfuck. You know, you're not going to know who to start in that offense, even if you had both of them.
1: You know what I mean? Got the Hernandez and Gronk days again. Yeah, it's like a... It's like a mini, mini Hernandez. That's girl. a real killer one-two punch.
0: <laughs> oh, Dalton. This is a family show. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I like that pick. Uh, number seven for you, Dalton. Um, my
1: number seven is Robert Tanyan. All right. Talk a little bit about him. I just think that he – I don't think he'll have near the production he had last year just because – I think 11 touchdown catches for him was kind of crazy. I don't know. It, it's it's wild to think about that he had. He just came out of nowhere like that. Yeah, and it's hard to like uh, redo that efficiency
0: because I think those 11 touchdowns came on 55 catches. So he's catching a touchdown every five passes that are th- like he catches. Yeah. That's too
1: crazy of a number to well, repeat again. Rod has always kind of been like that, too. When they get closer to the end zone, he looks to two people. He looks to whoever his tight end is or Demonte. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that he still will produce majorly well. and I, I mean, I'm putting him in my number seven spot because I think so. But,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. I like that. And he could take a step forward. Maybe not the efficiency, but overall, like, Being relied on in the offense. So, I do like that take. Uh, I'll go to number eight. I have Logan Thomas, Washington football team. Now, you say the R word. I think your second favorite team is Washington. I kind so. of uh, think so, you, too. <laughs> you like them in every facet of the
1: game, it seems
0: like. I was thinking about that before uh, we came on the show. Uh, Thomas had a great season last year. Kind of came out of nowhere, too, after bouncing around the league. Uh, the weapons around him got better, but so did the QB. Um, I think Thomas is good. He won't be great, but he'll stay around like the 8 to 12 tight end range um, throughout the season. Um, yeah, you're number 8.
2: I had uh, Robert Tanyan. My number eight. Um, He had a crazy year last year. Obviously, a lot of touchdowns. You guys talked about it, his catches and touchdowns. It's kind of questionable if he can repeat that. But I think he's got all the talent. I think, you know, Rodgers trusts him. So I think he's only going to grow. And I think, you know, he'll start to see more targets with Rodgers trusting him. Yeah, I agree. You're number eight, Dalton.
1: Noah Fant. I just think that he's the. He's a vertical threat for that team. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Jerry Judy progresses. Um, we'll see if he can fix his drops issue. Um, I bet he will yeah. Uh, generally, young receiver like that can fix that pretty easily. Um, but yeah, I still I love the potential that he brings to that team and especially with such a quarterback room that's unsure of themselves. They always seem to be putting it into the system that the Broncos have where they love their title.
0: Yeah. That's a good
1: point. Um, going a little bit like
0: off of that, but not really related at all. Um, have you guys heard any like hype about Cortland Sutton? Like he was the dude last year and then unfortunately got hurt and then like there's no hype around him anymore. It's now Jerry Judy's gonna be the number one receiver. I don't think that's
2: the case. I think Sutton's too good. He's kind of just getting forgot about, kind of mm-hmm. flying under the radar. See, he was – he showed some flashes when he's playing. Yeah. How good he can be. But, I mean, it's just the quarterback situation I think is going to hurt him the most. Yeah. Because Cor- Cor- Corlin's a good, like, overall uh, receiver, but, like, they might
0: go to Jerry Judy because his route running's insane, so he's going to get more open for – guys that can't really throw to guys to get them open. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of wondering about that. Uh, I'll go to my number nine. That's Robert Tunyon. Uh, I don't have much to add to what you guys said. Um, yeah, I basically jumped on when Dar- uh, when Dalton talked about it, where his efficiency will probably go down, so I don't expect him to be top five again or something like that. But, yeah, he's still going to be – Good and Rodgers is going to rely on him too. So, uh, you're number nine, Dalt or Reha? Uh,
2: Kyle Pitts. Okay, wow, I know. I I kind of slipped <laughs> a little bit, I could have done higher. I didn't know being you know, a rookie, mm-hmm. but generation talent. I mean, I don't I expect him to come out and be solid. I don't think he's going to be a bust
1: whatsoever. I don't know who's going to give him much competition for, yeah, you know, opportunities and targets on that team. I know, outside of Ridley. <laughs> he disrespecting Russell Gage?
2: Uh, Yes, (laughs) entirely. (laughs) They just have to make sure they figure out how to utilize him. All right, so we all have Kyle Pitts on our list.
0: Do you think that he will break rookie records for the tight end department?
1: I definitely think he's set up in the perfect situation, too.
0: Good quarterback, not a lot of... Um, passing options besides him and Ridley. They're always
1: going to be playing from behind. Uh, Defense is trash. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, he's definitely in a position to do those.
0: Okay, yeah. I like it. Uh, did you give your number nine?
1: No, I did not. Did you have anything to add
0: to
2: Kyle Pitts? No, I mean, you guys covered it. He's, I think he's going to be a freak. All right, Dalton.
1: I had Gronk.
0: Okay, let's
2: mm-hmm. talk about
1: that one. I just think, uh, I know... O.J. Howard is still there, but, I mean, if we're going off the chemistry that Tom Brady and Rob have acquired over their careers, I mean, he'll still get his targets, he'll still get those passes to the end zone that he's always gotten, so, I mean, I don't think that his production will dip much from what it has been last year. I mean, if it, it was going to dip, it's already dipped. So <laughs> Fair. Um, but I still think he is a top 10 tight end.
0: Okay. I like that. Uh, and then I will go to my number 10. Tyler Higbee. I'm going with Tyler Higbee. He had one of the craziest stretches of tight ends at the end of the 1920 season, and that was without Everett. Guess what? Everett's gone. So I'm guessing that he's going to get a lot of opportunities at the number one tight end position, and um, he's got an improved QB, although you mentioned that Stafford's not big into going to tight ends, but Man. fingers crossed that changes.
2: <laughs> uh, what's your number 10? I had Noah Fant uh, last year. Dalton covered him pretty well. Last year, you know, he showed flashes, how great he can be. I think mm-hmm. it's just taking that next step. Um, I don't know if drops were an issue last year. Mm-hmm. I knew he had some issues with drops before. But In his rookie year? Yeah. I mean, if he can overcome that, you know, I think he could be
1: pretty legit. And if Jay just had a good quarterback. <laughs> he, had <laughs> a, he had a pretty decent jump from his first year to his second year. So, yeah, interesting it, to see.
0: It seemed like they tried to get him more involved, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't just, like, random, like, oh, he's open. Like, they set up plays for him to... Um, I mean, I think there was a couple handoffs to him, too, throughout the year. Yeah, so Screens and stuff. Yeah, talk mm-hmm. about a wide
1: receiver and a tight end body. That's one. Yeah. Uh, year number 10. I had Hunter Henry.
0: All right. Talk a little bit about Hunter Henry. Is this just because you're a Chargers fan?
1: Uh, Partially, and I know what he can bring to the table. Um, I think he f- will fit amazingly well in that New England offense. So, um, on a team where... Not the guy. Like almost none of the guys have chemistry together. I think that one of the an easy person to create chemistry with is always the tight ends. Mm -hmm. They're the biggest target on the field. They have the biggest catch radius. um, And why not to a tight end who didn't drop a ball in college? So wow. I mean, I don't. I see him having a bigger upside than Jonu Smith. Uh, it, it'll just be the fact of to stay healthy because he hasn't been able to do that recently.
0: Okay. So I would have thought that John Johnnie would have the higher ceiling because of his better receiver-wise. I, and I think Hunter Henry is more dependable, maybe at the higher floor. You know what I mean? Because Johnny
1: didn't show up for yeah, some he of those games, like some games. Johnny can. That's San Diego slash LA never, didn't really utilize tight ends all that often. That's so, fair, too. I mean, Philip Rivers loved his slot receivers, so. He was very
0: slotty. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get to honorable mentions. Uh, my first one, Mike Gesecki. Uh, Gesicki had a very underrated <clears throat> season last year. Um,. They did add weapons, but they're all deep threats, so Mike Gusecki's still going to be in the middle. Um, And who knows how well Tua progressed to where if he could throw those deep balls to Jalen Waddle, Will Fuller, Devontae Parker. So Mike Gusecki might be his dude. And um, I wasn't ready yet to put him in the top ten because that's quite a stretch of what could happen. But uh, yeah, Mike Gusecki's still a pretty damn good tight end, too. Uh, So I put him as my honorable mention. And then also honorable mention, Noah Fant. His physical tools are great. Inconsistency of himself. And then his quarterback is what dropped him out of my top ten. Honorable mentions for you, Reha. Uh,
2: I got three, no particular order. Uh, Evan Ingram, Mike Isecki, and then Tyler Higby.
0: How long are we going to wait on Evan Ingram until we say (laughs) he sucks?
2: I know. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, ah, I still have some hope
0: hmm Like, his phys- physical tools are good, but if it's not him getting hurt one year, it's him dropping fucking two balls a game.
1: We like, say we're not going to compare, like, what the list we're doing to fantasy, but I keep coming back to fantasy with him because he's always ranked so goddamn high, mm-hmm. and he never pans out to what
0: he's supposed to be. Yeah. I feel like this might have been the year where they finally dropped him, and he's not really relevant anymore. I mean, still probably a guy you're looking for if, like, you you picked up Tyler Higby in a later round, and you're like, I don't feel that great about him, I better get Evan Ingram.
2: Yeah, if, if he doesn't do anything this year, he's gonna have, he's gonna be Eric Ebron 2.0. Yeah, I could definitely see that. What was your other honorable mentions? Uh, Gusecki, and then Higby. Alright. And then maybe want, Austin Hooper. Alright, you wanna add any to those? No, I mean, you covered them pretty well. You wanna talk a little bit about Hooper? Hooper? Oh, Hooper he got paid a huge contract. He didn't really put up the numbers last year. But you know, battled injuries. Yeah, some injuries. I think he has the potential too. But that's kind of a deep tight end room too.
0: It is cuz David Njoku uh produced and now he's kind of like bought in. He wanted to trade now he's bought in to the Browns maybe cuz they were actually winning. And then um I'm missing yeah, he, that third guy, but he Yeah, he went pretty, off.
2: Yeah, I can't remember where he went. Did he go to Was that like a Miami guy? I can't remember. I know who you're talking about, though. Yeah, that's going to put me. I saw me. the field quite a bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Dalton, your honorable mentions.
1: So I had one when I started doing this. Was it Jared Cook? Uh, he's one of them, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, the one that I had for sure was Dallas Goddard. Mm, okay. Uh, just for all the reasons you guys said when you had brought him up in your list early. So, uh, he has all the tools necessary for him to be, like, one of their top options. Mm-hmm. So um, it'll be interesting to see if he completely fills that void, Zach Hurts.
0: Do you remember if he um, played well with Jalen Hurts at the end of the season when Hurts was starting? I don't remember. I couldn't tell. Or was you know. he hurt? Might have been hurt. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> Richard Rodgers was playing when Hurts was starting, so...
2: This old Packers guy.
0: Boom. Uh,
2: I haven't yeah. Heard his name in a while.
0: Yeah, Herster Rogers was starting. He actually
1: did decently well. Hmm. But my other two would are um, Jared Cook. Talk mm-hmm. a little bit about him. He's back in the offense that he knows. Mm-hmm. He's uh, from what I've seen from all signs from camp is he's probably got the best connection with uh, Justin Herbert so far. So uh, they just had a scrimmage, and I think they connected on two touchdown passes.
0: Do you think he went to the Chargers because of that familiarity and, like, Saints weren't going to be able
1: to pay him because they were maxed out on cap? Yeah, I know I know Joe Lombardi was pushing to get him, too. So um, it's a familiar face. He helps Justin kind of see through his progressions mm-hmm. um, a little bit easier because, I mean, for a rookie quarterback or almost rookie quarterback to be coming in Learn some that was put in place for a guy like Drew Brees. It's a little bit harder, so he's got to have guys around him that kind of know it or, or are at least familiar with the system. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that um, he does that pretty well for him.
0: Right. And you had one more honorable mention.
1: Um. Did you lose it? was it, Higby? No, it was not Higby. <laughs> um, oh, Dan Arnold. Arnold. Nope, Irv Smith. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a good, good one. one. Yeah. Um, it was hard keeping him off my honorable
0: mention, too.
1: Yeah. I just think that he provides a lot of upside in the passing game for them. Yeah, I don't think we've seen Irv Smith reach his potential yet. I mean. He's a s- first-round pick,
2: wasn't
0: he? Yeah, stud out of Alabama, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that will be an interesting one to uh, see how that turns out. Um, and also, Dalton, I kind of wanted to ask uh, you a question before we end this episode. Um, going back to last episode, top 10 quarterbacks, top 10 running backs. Um, you snapped me <laughs> and, like, you put Antonio Gibson over Austin Eckler. Apparently, I do have a Washington football thing. Yeah, I told you. Um, do you just want to make your point for Eckler?
1: Eckler, I just think that he should be viewed higher in people's eyes because he is the clear-cut, I mean absolute clear-cut number one in that offense. Um, And when I say that, I say that because I think he's an every down back almost is what they're viewing him as. He's uh, Mm. Joe Lombardi came over from um, the Saints where he's transferring the same offense. Mm-hmm. And who played running back in that offense? Latavius Murray. Uh, Alvin Kamara. <laughs> <So>, Taysom Hill. <laughs> so, I mean, he's not going to be what Alvin Kamara was, but I think that he has the potential to seem to see some of that transpire into his role. Making him like a top five. Uh, and part of what I said to you, I think, when I snapped you about it is I said... He had the second most receptions when he was healthy this season prior. Mm-hmm. Second most receptions only to Christian McCaffrey, and
0: that was with him like kind of splitting worth work with Melvin Gordon too, right?
1: Yep, yeah, that was that was back then even. So I mean, for him to garner that much attention in the passing game, and him being hurt last season, and Justin Herbert having another year, I just think there's a lot of things combined that I think. He's poised to have a very good year.
0: Yeah. I put him in an honorable mention. <laughs> Not good enough. <laughs> uh, and then also, uh, would you put Justin Herbert top 10 in quarterbacks? Oh, yes. Okay. I also had him honorable mention. So, really, I've had three Chargers on my list. I can't remember who
1: you had specifically in your top 10, but yeah, I, I just hope he doesn't have a sophomore slump. Yeah, I, that'll sometimes
0: happen. Look at Baker. Uh, But that will do it. Uh, Let us know what you think of our list. Uh, You follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Follow, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Um, I don't know what the next episode is going to be. We might talk about that after we are done recording, so stay tuned. And um, remember, we are doing a podcast fantasy league. If you want to be um, invited into the league, please email us at thescoopandscore at gmail.com, all undercased. Um, yeah, you guys have anything to add? Nope. I don't think so. All right, say goodbye to them.
3: Goodbye, listeners. Goodbye, world. <laughs> all right, Dom's dying. All right, see you guys. <laughs>